Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I tell you, the Lord is good, and I'm still praising God because love stood the test for me. Love is still standing the test for me. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. Praise the Lord to all the hearers and the doers of the word of God. Amen. And we just thank and praise God for another night to be able to come to your hearing, amen, with the word of God. Because I tell you, God is good no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like. I just thank and praise God for being God. I tell you, I tell you, people just really don't take the seriousness of God and his word. God is very serious about his word, and I I can understand now why things are going to have to just be chaotic, you know, to come, because people just really don't take God seriously at his word. Jonah all somewhere sleeping, but I tell you, when the sea begins to start raging, which it will, and I tell you, everybody's going to have to wake up. So we just say praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. And as the as the callers are, are logging in and dialing in, we just thank and praise God tonight for this study tonight. Amen. We're waiting on Pastor Robinson to uh, come and, and join us on the line. But we thank and praise God. Amen. In the meantime, we want to just, you know, give you a little bit of um, what we did last night in our discussion on Love Stood the Test. We we we. Praise God for the lesson, amen, and we we were hoping that um, we would be able to just share just a, you know, just a couple of little bullet points about love while we're waiting on Pastor Robinson, amen, because nobody can tell this story like he can. Nobody can tell his story like he can, amen, and we want him to be able to have all the space and the time to tell of the goodness of the Lord in him. Amen. So last night we talked about love stood the test. Amen. And some of you were there on the line. Amen. And uh, we we didn't get through the whole study. Amen. But we got through the part I, I believe that the Holy Ghost would allow us to share with the with the hearers and the doers of the word. But love love is a is a, is a very strong power that God uses and, and, and this is a stronghold. This is God's stronghold. And he uses this power, amen, to create. He uses this power to to as as the scripture says in in, in uh Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah um seven hold on, that's one and seven or something like that. I, I just, this is just how powerful I wanted to be able to de- describe how God uh, loves, amen, 
what's all what what's in the makeup of his love and because uh, we're going to talk about uh the word of god tonight amen like i said we just want to give pastor roosevelt a, a few more minutes you know to chime in with us here amen amen everybody amen but that one Amen. To share this scripture, I want to say I thought it was in the, but maybe it's Isaiah. Um, is it forty? Yeah, Isaiah forty-five. And this is Amen. just how this is just how love. This is the love of God. This is still the love of God. You know how God does things through His love. Amen. He says, "I form the light and I and create darkness. I make peace." And create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And I just use that scripture, 45 and 7, Isaiah, just to say that love is in that. Amen. God put his love in everything that he does. Amen. And, and it will behoove us to really, really seek the Lord and the, the seriousness of the word of God. Because God's word is serious, and love is the creator. Love is the foundation of everything and all things that he has created and made. Amen. So I tell you, Elder, would you like to share with the hearers a little bit, just a couple of things from last night while we wait on Pastor Roosevelt? Amen, Pastor. Amen. Again, we thank and praise God. Amen to be able to be on the line with God's people. Amen. Amen. You taught on last night, amen, that love stood the test. Amen. Amen. And it's a process. Amen. We say that we love God. Amen. But the word of God say, you shall know them for they shall have love one to another. Amen. Do we really love God? Amen. The way that Jesus Christ loved God. Amen. And the Father loved him. Amen. Jesus loved God so much amen, that he went all the way to that cross and he endured that thing because of the love he had for the Father, amen. Do we have that same love for the Father that when situations come upon us, amen, that we can endure, but not only for ourselves, that we can endure for others. We that are strong just ought to bear the, the infirmities of the weak, amen, Amen. Can we endure for someone else? Amen. All that, that shame, all that gift, all that hurt that was placed on Jesus Christ. Amen. A man who had no sin. Amen. Amen. Who was, who was pure. Amen. No fault was found in Christ. Amen. But he endured that for us. Amen. Can we endure for someone else? Not just ourselves. Amen. But can we endure for someone else? Amen. Can we just stand the test? Amen. Can the love in us stand the test? Amen. That for somebody else. Amen. Like I said, it was a process. It is a process. Amen. And and and, and during this process, amen, it's going to look like, amen, that you're all alone out here by yourself. Amen. But love is being processed. Perfect love is being processed in us. Amen and amen. Anything else, Pastor? Amen. Amen. Um, Pastor Roosevelt, are you on the line? Amen. I guess he's not there yet. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna go into a little bit of uh, his testimony. Amen. Or Amen. Into a little bit of the of the um the this the study tonight. 
I can't give his testimony. He has to give his own testimony and how it relates to the study tonight. But we're going to be talking about escaping your past to run into the presence of Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. And we, if you would turn in your Bibles to Jonah uh, chapter 1, we're just going to cover verses 1 through 3, but, but it's a small cha- small book. It's only three chapters in that book. And I tell you that it's very interesting how the Lord, you know, operated in Jonah. It, it, it's very interesting to see. And 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 I and when you read your little short story, all of our lives really line up with some of what we've all experienced, some of what Jonah has had to go through, what he went through, amen, in our present life now, even now, amen, to get us to the point of where we are, amen. Because how many of you can agree that it takes circumstances and situations, experience, ups, downs, Love, hate, rejection, disappointment, it takes a lot of those things and then some losses, gains, you know, to get us to where we are today. Amen. Because even if you're in your mind and in your heart saying, I still still ain't where I want to be, I'm still not doing what I desire to do, but the thing is, being where you are today, it took something to get where you are today. Think about that for just a second. Because if it had not been for the things of your past, just even yesterday, for today, it brought you into this day. Amen. But the thing is, in this day, we have a choice to make. The Bible teaches us to choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. We have a choice each day that God keeps breathing us to be able to make a choice as to whom we're going to serve. Amen. So while we, you know, running from our past, we need to run into the presence of the Lord Jesus because, you know, a lot of times we stay stranded. And I say stranded. Some of us are stuck. We stay stranded in our past and allow our past to dictate our future and our present. And guess what? That should not be in that order. The past is what it is, the past, but the past comes to elevate you, escalate you, so to speak, into your presence. Amen. I'll say it again. Your past really comes and happens to us to escalate us, you know, just like an escalator in those malls and stuff. It comes to escalate us into our present, into the presence of the Lord if we permit it. Amen. And it also will dictate to our future and what we're going to be doing in the future. But if in our presence, if in our right now we have Christ Jesus, then we don't have to be concerned about what the future is going to be because we know what the future holds in Christ Jesus. We know that if we're being guided and led by the Lord God, then we should know that our future is in him. Amen, somebody? Amen. Escaping your past to run into the presence of Christ Jesus. Jonah, amen, Jonah was God's messenger. He was a messenger called by God. He had a divine calling upon his life, amen, to go and warn the people in Nineveh of the coming judgment, the judgment that God had against them. Isn't that something? 
You know, isn't, isn't that something today that, that the prophets today are afraid to go out and, and, and say what thus saith the Lord? They're afraid to go and even stand up in the local assembly and say what God don't like. Isn't that something? And it makes me wonder what kind of prophets are these today versus those prophets back in the Old Testament, back that walked the earth long before we even were thought about. Isn't that something? They got up and said what thus said the Lord. They got up and said, regardless of whether the people liked it or not. But nowadays you got people, they're only going to get up in a pulpit or in front of people now to tell them what they want to hear, what is comfortable to their flesh, and what they they think that they want to hear in hopes that that will keep the numbers high in their house of prayer, keep the dollars rolling in, but they don't care nothing about your soul. And it's destiny. Isn't that something? And seeing back then, the prophets of old, they, they were concerned about where a person's soul ended up. And they were also seemed like they were concerned about what God cared about, too, even though they, too, did the same thing that we, too, are doing today. That same spirit is still roaming the earth. We still, the minute we hear God's voice, we go to running in the opposite direction. That's what Jonah did. If you read the story, it'll tell you that Jonah, instead of obeying the order of God, Jonah rose up and went into a totally different direction in a town, a city called Tarshish. And and the Bible says from the presence, from the presence of God and his command, not, not to him, but from him. But we're talking about escaping your past, to, to run to the presence of Christ Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Amen. And and I tell you, it's just so amazing to me because we all have a testimony. We all can say and voice something that has motivated us or something that has pushed us into an area that we thought we would never be in. Amen. Amen. We've all had something that would, would push us or, or encourage us or throw us, I'll say, <laughs> Some of us been thrown in positions, amen. But eventually as we endured that position, we ended up allowing ourselves to become comfortable in that position, amen, till it became comfortable to us, amen. 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 So therefore, like I said, when we escape our past, but see, we're talking about escaping your past to run into the presence of Christ Jesus tonight. Amen. Because see, we see Christ Jesus. Amen. Did, Did somebody have something to say? Amen. We need to we need to really be mindful of the times that we're living in because we really do need to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I've an old way of conforming, I've an old way of living. Some of us should be tired of the way that we're living, tired of the things that, that we're having access to, tired of the way that we're thinking. And, and, and some of us should have a revelation in our hearts to say, I know it's got to be something better than this. And the word of God is coming to us the same way it came to Jonah. The scripture says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. The word of the Lord is coming every day to somebody. 
If it's not coming to you, it has come to you. And if it hasn't come to you, just keep breathing. It's coming. And we as, as you as men and we as women, we go through the consequences of our choices just like Jonah did. Jonah had a short story, though, but I guarantee you that I don't know the timing or how many days it was or, or months or what it was between him disobeying God from the time he heard what God said to the time he ran to Nineveh to do what God told him to do because he had to go through several things. Amen. He got on a ship with some more people. He wanted to ride with them so he could just ignore God. That's disobedience. Just, I'm just going to ignore God, and, and, and maybe if I ignore the, the voice that's talking to me, it'll go away. Well, I tell you, God ain't going nowhere, people. When God speaks, God requires an answer. You know that commercial about E.F. Hutton? When E.F. Hutton speaks, they, everybody got quiet. Well, when God speaks, he wants an answer. He ain't. Be, you can run anywhere you want to. David says that if I make my bed in hell, he said, thou art there. So even if you choose that you want to go to hell, guess what? God is still in charge of hell. And you're still going to have to answer to him when he calls. Are there any questions or comments so far? Amen, Pastor. I just thank and praise God for the study so far. Amen. Now the scripture say he ran from the presence of the Lord. Amen. I read the story of Jonah, but I was not mindful of that particular part right there. So he ran from the presence of the Lord, telling us, amen, that the Lord called Jonah, amen, he was standing right there in his presence, and he turned and went the opposite direction. Amen. And then you you let us know, say, say, he got on a boat with some other people. We tend to try to try to hide amongst people. We tend to try to camouflage ourselves when we know what the Lord has told us to do. Amen. Amen. I, I just I just like that, Pastor. Isn't that something? But the thing is with Jonah and even with us, so many of us. <coughs> When we try to hide from the presence of people, we jeopardize the souls of other people. We jeopardize jeopardize the surroundings of other people because when we are out of the will of God, we can cause harm to other people. Trying to get people, trying to get other people to side with us, to agree with us and how we feel and how we don't think we're ready to do this or how we think we don't, shouldn't have to do this or say that, or, I don't want to go here and I don't want But the thing is, when God calls, what choice do you have? You only have two choices, yes or no, Lord. Mm-hmm. And if and if you say no, Lord, then Jonah had to go through an experience until he began to pray to the Father and, and ask the Lord to have mercy upon him, get him up out that well, and, and, and uh, give him another word so he can go to Nineveh. What is your excuse tonight? What is our excuse tonight? When God calls, when God speaks from within us, amen, that voice begins to talk to you and tell you that there's a word from the Lord. I am the Lord thy God, and I'm speaking to you. Are you so tied up in all of your sudden situations, your current situations and your issues in life that you can't hear God's voice or you don't want to take heed to his voice? What's the problem? We're talking about escaping your past. 
Your past is even as far back as yesterday to run into the presence of the Lord. Or are you so downtrodden in your spirit and in your mind? Are you so sad over the way your life has turned out or the way things are turning out in your life that you just decide you're going to ignore God? Well, again, the people that you are hanging around, you put those people in jeopardy if you've heard the voice of God and you're disobeying it. And me, for instance, if I know or even can get a spiritual discernment that you're around me and got that issue going on, I'm going to be just like the people in that ship whenever that, that the Lord allowed that great storm to hit that sea. And Jonah was down there in the, in the ship sleep, and everybody else was perishing on the top. And the, and, the, and, the, and the captain told them to pray to their God and see if their God won't help calm this sea. But yet they knew it was not nothing that their God could do. So when they went down and saw Jonah down there sleeping, they wanted to know, hey, what are you sleeping for? We got all this chaos going on. Well, hmm. the one that's sleeping is the one that, that, that that's the reason the chaos is going on. Because if they can sleep through that storm, that told the captain and the others, well, this is the problem right here. Mm. So when you go on your jobs and when you go in places to your parties and, and all that situation, and then all of a sudden the whole atmosphere begins to change colors, <laughs> the whole mood and the setting begin to drop when you enter in, why is that? When people begin to get, to get rowdy, just like parties and stuff, you know, especially with black people, when they go to having parties, black people don't know how to have parties without fighting. <laughs> they don't know how to have parties and enjoy themselves without somebody feeling like they're better than somebody else there and need to fight. That's a good example, I believe. Just like equivalent to the example of Jonah being in that ship, and that ship about to, them folks about to perish in that on that ship. Well, when we go to these parties and stuff, but yet we didn't heard a word from the Lord, or we hear the Lord calling us, and we running from His presence, and we gonna go and get with Joe and them down the street and party with them, so we can ignore stuff. And then here come this big old hurricane, here come a tornado, here come a whirlwind that's getting ready to tear up that house and everything going on in it, all because that one person that left the presence of the Lord when the word of God came. I'm pretty sure things like that happen even today on this earth, but guess what? The news people don't care nothing about that because if it's going to glorify God, you ain't going to hear about it. <laughs> Anything that's going to glorify the Lord, you ain't going to hear about it at all. Think about these here places when tragedy hit them, and it just hit just certain spots. It makes me wonder, I don't know about nobody else, but it makes me wonder, is there somebody in there that the Lord was trying to shake out? <laughs> Amen. Was he doing a shakedown for some reason up in there? Because, see, it is God that, that permits these things to happen. So, I mean, so, you know, think about it. We so we so caught up on all these here tragedies going on and oh that's a sad thing and oh this I be looking at it like maybe somebody in there God was trying to get their attention. Amen. Could have been somebody running from the presence of the Lord. 
that caused everybody else to have to perish because they was up in there. <laughs> help me, Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm going to move on. Amen. 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 I guess Pastor Roosevelt is just, is just slow moving after all, I guess. If there's any men on the line that like to share, would you like to share something with us about your Jonah experience? Because I know you've had one if you're there. Praise the Lord, men. Amen. Okay, then. So Jonah ran from the presence of God. Why did he run from the presence of God? What was his real reason? What is your reason? Why do you run? Is it fear? Jonah ran because of the fact that he knew. Get this. He had the nerve to know. He counted up the cost of what he did because he was smart and intelligent. So he knew that the word that the Lord had for those people in judgment, he knew that all them people had to do was just repent. The Lord gave them 40 days, and he knew that within that 40 days, all they was going to do is, is, is show remorse and repent, and God was going to forgive them. Which sounds like to me, according to the story, Jonah wanted God to go ahead on and just smack them, just smoke all of them. So therefore, based upon that kind of knowledge, he didn't want to go to Tarshish. What is your excuse? What is your reason that you don't want to go into the presence of the Lord and when God is calling you, you're running in the total opposite direction? Feel like you could go and do something else instead of doing what God called you to do. Jonah knew God was going to have mercy. What are we running from? Why are we running from the presence of the Lord? What is it that God is calling you to do? Why won't you do it? The Lord sent out a great storm on the sea when Jonah was in that ship. Then he allowed those people, because Jonah told them, said, just, I know it's me, just throw me overboard. So they eventually throwed him off the ship. But God allowed a great whale to come and just suck him up so he wouldn't drown. Isn't that something? It's just like somebody almost trying to commit suicide, shoot themselves several times and don't even die. They may have to go through a few of the consequences of them bullets and stuff, but God makes sure they don't die because it's not their time to go nowhere. People have done that too, you know. I wonder if they did that because they were running from the presence of the Lord. You know, again, we'd be surprised a lot of the reasons people do the things that they do. But like I said, depending on the news media and, and everybody thinking that everything they say and do, which it ain't nothing but propaganda, and propaganda is lies, well, you know, they don't pick up everything. They only pick up certain things and certain people. And they tell you only what you want to hear, and you get mesmerized over that. But we, we live in a great big world where there's millions and millions and billions of people and there's always something going on at every point, every second, there's something going on. So after Jonah got in that well, Jonah began to pray. 
because he had to stay in that well, the belly of that well, three days and three nights. Jonah could go into into repentance and begin to pray to the Father and ask the Lord that if you would just bring me out of here, I'll do what you tell me to do. Because, see, it was something about being in the belly of that well that he didn't like, the darkness, the coldness. And I'm pretty sure it did not smell good because, you know, I don't know where the bowel system of the well is, but as big as the well is and as open as he is, everything is probably right there. You could probably see and hear everything. And probably being in the belly of that well was probably just like being in hell to Jonah. But Jonah began to pray. At what point in time are you going to pray? Are you going to begin to pray and ask God to bring you out of your situation, out of your dark corners, your darkness, out of the belly of your well, which is your circumstances and your situation? At what point in time are you going to repent and ask the Lord to forgive you of all your sin, all your transgression, all your iniquities that you've committed in word, deed, action, and thought, and ask him to show you his way and give you the strength to do it his way? When you choose to go out of the presence of God, Are you endangering the people that you encounter? Are you just like, I don't believe in bad luck or good luck, but are you just like bad luck or something when you show up? And is it because you have disobeyed the voice that's within you, that voice that's speaking to you, that's speaking to you in spirit and in truth? Are you a hindrance to others and their ministry if you're in somebody's ministry and God is calling you to come up higher? He's calling you to do a work for him. He's calling you to go out and tell his people what thus said the Lord. What you hear from the Father's heart, he wants you to go out and tell it. But you're somewhere hiding in somebody's ministry (laughs) because you're scared, because you don't want to do it. You don't feel like doing it. Are you a hindrance to others and their ministry? Well, Jonah made it to Nineveh. And we're getting ready to close. Jonah made it to Nineveh because the Lord opened up the mouth of that whale and allowed that whale to spit him out. Just think about that now. I'm pretty sure he had an odor on him that that soap and water probably wouldn't even take off him because, like I said, in the belly of that whale, ain't no telling you probably could see all its organs and all of them in operation and all that stuff. I can only imagine where he could have sat up in there for three days and three nights. When we get in our situations and our circumstances, that are likened to the belly of a whale, or that's a cold place, a dark place, a place where there's nothing and nobody that can understand us and relate to us. And we allow our past and its memories to guide and lead us into more darkness and leave the presence of the Lord. What are you going to do? Are you going to pray the prayer 
of faith is they say, are you going to cry out to God? Are you going to call upon the name of the Lord God and ask him to renew your strength and get you out of that place that you're in? Are you going to make a vow to him and say, yes, Lord, I will do what you call me to do? Because that's all it turned out to be. That the Lord just wanted Jonah to do that one thing. And what Jonah had to go to Nineveh and say, it was very few words. He had to go and tell the king and the people of Nineveh, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's the amplified version of it. That's what he had to go and tell them. In 40 days. The Lord is going to destroy this place if you don't get it together. I tell you, the Lord is good. And I tell you, the word of God serves as our example. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example along with the word of God to serve us and to teach us and to show us and to guide and to lead us into all truth, into everything that the Lord has set for us to do. We can't go wrong through and in the word of God. We can't be, we're going to be misunderstood because everybody don't want the truth. But we cannot, we will not be misled through the word. It's time to make up our minds as to who we're going to serve. It's time to make up our minds as to who we belong to, who we choose to belong to. Is it going to be God or the devil? Because ain't nothing in between. I keep trying to tell you, there's nothing in between that. And you ain't got no authority over yourself. You just think you do. Because the devil lets you think you got some power and authority over yourself when he knows that he's the one that has that flesh of yours and the will of that flesh. So I say to you tonight, men, women, all the hearers, Ask the Lord to give you the strength to escape from your past. Escape from those things that so easily beset you. Escape from those things that are hindering you from doing the will of God. Pray and ask the Father to give you light that you'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and come out of that darkness, come out of that dark area and come into the light of the Lord and serve him in spirit and in truth. Jonah did, and then even after Jonah did that, Jonah got mad. <laughs> Read Amen. the story. It's really funny. Jonah got mad, and then the Lord, the Lord had to give him another example to help him get over that anger. You know, all things work together for the good. So there was a purpose for Jonah going. The purpose that the Lord chose Jonah. Because, see, Jonah evidently had a little issue himself. And that little issue was going to be taken care of by him going to do what God told him to do in the in the city of Nineveh. So I tell you, God believes in getting rid of all them birds with, with one stone. But, see, we as human beings, we like to try and go and, and help God do things, and we like to try and delay the process and hinder things. But I tell you, it's the best thing to do it God's way because you can come on out much quicker. Read the, story. Read the story of Jonah. It's real short. It's not long. Get your amplified version of it and read it if you can't read the King James Version. 
But ask the Lord tonight to help you to escape from your past because your past is what's hindering you. Your past is what's delaying God's will in you. If your question and your concerns is, what must I do? Well, find out if you're living in your past. Find out if your past has stepped into your presence. And like I said, your past is as of yesterday. So we thank and praise God for you all tonight. Are there any questions or comments? Amen. We just hope and pray that something has been said. Amen. To the glory of God and to the listener that will help you along the way. I'm sorry that um, Pastor Roosevelt didn't make it to join us with his testimony, but we bless God anyway. So we thank God for you all. And we thank and praise you, Lord God, for what you've spoken and how you've spoken. We thank and praise you, God, for the story of Jonah that sets the example for us all. And we ask, Lord God, that you would shine the light in our dark tunnels. Give us light, O God, unto our feet and light in our path, that we'll be able to see thy will and do thy will. Give us strength to do your will. Oh, God, open up our minds and our understanding that we will be able to know that which is good and perfect in your sight, that we will know what the will of God is calling us to do. We won't be confused and we won't be doing something that we just like or something that we just see somebody else doing and we think we can do it. We won't be doing, oh, God, we don't want something that we could just, something just feel good. We want to be able to know that good and perfect will of God that rests inside of us, that's calling us forward, that's allowing us, oh God, to be able to hear your voice and answer. Give us the power to answer. Give us the strength to answer. And when you give that to us, Lord God, give us the strength to stand in the acceptance of your call in the name of Jesus. Strengthen my brothers and my sisters, oh God, that are on the line. Strengthen them, O oh God, in their households. Strengthen their families. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen. God bless.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.